The title of my book would be Making a Difference Matters at Any Scale. Whether you're impacting one person or you're impacting a million, that's still improving the world for the better. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So today I bring on someone from the other side of the world in Houston, Texas, who, in my opinion, has lived a life so, so similar to myself. So Chris Bello, who joins us today on Find Your Voice, shares an incredible story. For example, one of the things that Chris did very early on, having recognized that he wasn't really making the impact in the work that he was doing was he quit his job with no backup plan. That's almost me in a nutshell. And we actually had similar experiences as a result of that, which you're going to hear in this episode. But more so now, he's kind of found his feet. And as he says, he's found his voice and he's found his voice via real estate and he's podcasting. And a lot of that has come through a lot of self-development and also through traveling as well. And if you follow any of my stories, maybe on Instagram or some of my personal life, traveling has been a massive, massive thing for me, which has really opened my eyes. But this episode is going to help you guys massively not make the same mistakes that myself and Chris made. And also he's going to drop some incredible knowledge bombs in terms of productivity hacks and also to help you with your mindset. Because this journey, (laughs) it's not as appealing as sometimes you may see on Instagram or on YouTube or entrepreneurs because it is quite a lonely world and sometimes you think that you may have an incredible idea and everything's just going to be okay if you just press that goal button and then you're hit with reality. The reality really hits home when you're not making money or you're losing money or your thoughts start to take over your day-to-day life. So so hopefully you find this interesting. I urge you all to follow Chris. He's such a genuine soul. I mean, we spoke for 30 minutes prior to this episode and we carried on speaking afterwards as well. And also check out his podcast as well because it's growing incredibly, especially if you are looking to get into the entrepreneurial space. And also because I am going to feature on that very, very soon as well. So without further ado, let's get this interview on the way. Okay, so I'd like to welcome Chris onto today's episode of Find Your Voice. And we've just been having a conversation and I was getting all of his insights. So there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff for everyone listening today including productivity hacks and mindset. So Chris, before I keep rambling on, if for my listeners, you wouldn't mind maybe giving us a little bit about you. Who is Chris? Where have you come from to get yourself to where you are today? If you wouldn't mind, please. Yeah, thanks so much, Aaron, for having me on the show, first of all. And I'm just like you, you know, if we didn't hit record, we could have easily talked (laughs) for an hour before we got to the actual podcast. Absolutely. So A little bit about me. I tell people that my story really kind of starts after university Mm -hmm. because prior to that point, I was just plugged into the the system, you know, going through the motions. I was going to school. The end goal was to go to high school, graduate, go to college, graduate, and then get a job, right? And then stay there forever. That was the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And that's most people's plans until they realize a few years in, like, I can't do this forever. This isn't, this isn't making me 
excited to wake up every morning and I'm not really making a difference in the world. And even if I am, I don't even know if it's a positive difference because of course I worked in the oil and gas industry being right. in Houston. And a lot of people argue that that's some of the, the techniques that they use is not very good or are not very good for the planet, like fracking and stuff to get oil out of the ground. So I started looking at other ideas and long story short, I came up with an invention with a friend. I filed a patent on it. This was my first venture into the entrepreneurial space. And I just quit my job with no backup plan whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it was, it wasn't too long before I basically ran out of money and had to, uh, pivot into something else, which is how I fell into real estate, where I'm a real estate uh, agent and investor now here in the Houston, Texas area mm -hmm. in the United States. So I hope that's a good summary of kind of where I've come from and where I'm at now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's interesting because you were saying this uh, before we started the podcast. A lot of that is similar to almost my journey. So you're almost like a USA version of Aaron, only, only <laughs> slightly better looking and hopefully more successful. So your story started after university. You recognized that this wasn't you and that actually you weren't making the difference that internally you kind of felt that you needed to make. You then went and quit your job with no backup plan. I've done exactly the same. I just literally thought, hey, I'm quitting on Monday. I'm going to uh, make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did the same thing. And then funnily enough, I went into real estate as well because that was kind of my thing. I'm thinking, actually, in property, I know that most millionaires come from property. I've seen my family do it. I've seen other people do it. I believe if I just exactly. work hard enough, I can get it done. So that's really interesting then. So real estate is where you're working on now. Is that exclusive just to the American audience or is that something that anyone from the world could potentially invest in America? I mean, what's the legislation like for real estate? Yeah, so I'd say it's something that anyone can invest in. Of course, uh, we've got a lot of investors, foreign investors coming in with money from different places that are looking to put their money into real estate because like, like you just said, I know that so many wealthy people get that wealth through acquiring properties, through appreciation over Absolutely. the years. And you hear of some of the families and stuff who's for generations, they've owned parts of the city or the state. And it's just insane to see how quickly that grows. So I would definitely recommend that you kind of educate yourself wherever, you, wherever it is that you want to invest. I would learn a little bit more about the market. And sometimes there are opportunities to invest with a company that solely goes out to find and improve properties. Mm -hmm. So that way you can be a little more of a passive investor if you don't necessarily want to find properties and be the landlord, like you said. Yeah. Um, there's different ways to go about it. Kind of like any investment, just make sure you do a little bit of due diligence and get some references before you give anybody any money who <laughs> says that they will do something with it. Absolutely, absolutely. That's great advice there. And when you started this, you mentioned something about recognizing that you weren't making the difference that maybe you wanted to make. Do you feel then in your work that you're doing today, because you're also a podcaster as well, and you've been going for a few years, do you feel in your podcasting space and in your real estate space, you're able to now start making the difference that you want to be making? I do. I do feel that. And it's starting to grow kind of like you said with your podcast you've been surprised with the growth Absolutely. same here i started i had no idea who would download it who would listen <laughs> I barely had any listens for six months and then i was so excited the first month i hit over 100 downloads yes and this past month i actually just broke twenty six thousand monthly downloads so wow. i'm like wow Wow. People are listening to this and I'm actually making a difference in their lives because people send me DMs on Instagram. Hey, Chris, keep up the good work. I love the message. I love that. Um, your podcast has been great and motivates me. People have told me that they've quit their jobs to pursue what they're passionate about, love basically it. listening to my podcast on the way to the job that they hated. And so 
for better or worse, I guess, hopefully that's a great decision for everyone who <laughs> also takes the leap. But yeah. I like to think that now I'm starting to make more of an impact, kind of like what your, your podcast talks about, find your voice, right? I'm finding my voice. I'm discovering Absolutely. who it is that I am and who it is that I want to be. And I'm working towards getting better every single day and helping others. Chris, I love that answer. Thank you for the find your voice plug there. I love the name of that. It's true because you're, you're, everyone's looking for their voice. Absolutely. And well, some people, because some of my younger siblings were like, is it a singing podcast? I was like, it's nothing to do with singing. <laughs> it's, it's more of a metaphor for finding your way in life. And that's kind of true in both of our stories where we were doing something, something in our gut said, actually, this isn't for us. And it's just finding that next thing that is potentially going to enable us as individuals to have a purpose in the world and make a difference and another thing as well secondly actually is congratulations on that because twenty six thousand downloads a month i can only imagine the amount of people sliding in your dms and obviously to be able to have that impact Thank you. that's absolutely incredible mate so best of luck and i always urge people to obviously start a podcast or to share their voice because i feel we've all got strength and power within our stories and what you've just shown there is persistence and consistency there were six months there where you're thinking nobody's listened to my podcast but you persevered and you felt you had a message to share an authentic message and you carried on and you carried on and now here you are hitting 26,000 so that's kind of what I try and say with find your voice as well it's not necessarily a blueprint for overnight success it literally takes a lot of work and find your voice is a journey it's not necessarily a destination and I'm trying to get better myself each and every day so mate kudos to you you're doing fantastic and uh, best of luck for 2020 as well i hope it obviously grows tenfold so looking forward to it thank you yes for both of us absolutely one of my five-year goals is to get up to a hundred thousand monthly downloads mm-hmm. so i mean if we just keep on showing up every single week however frequently we post yeah. i just upped it from one a week to two a week so i'm hoping that will help share more content spread the message and grow the audience right absolutely my friend so i know you focus on productivity hacks and the mindset element Are there some tips that maybe you could give the listeners now just off the back that maybe they could implement in their lives? Because I always want to try and extract stuff from successful people like yourself that maybe somebody listening to this can think, hey, I want to just try something, but I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, absolutely. So I do have um, a free like download on productivity hacks for those who are interested. And I'm basically going to go through the the high level bird's eye view for Mm -hmm. you here. And the first hack that I like to talk about is Learn during downtime by listening to podcasts or audiobooks. This is a big one for anyone in the self-help entrepreneur space. We kind of stumble into it because for years I never listened to podcasts. I didn't read books outside of what was required for school. But once you start enjoying books and reading books that you're, you're actually interested in, your mindset shifts, right? And then Absolutely. you start to read as much and absorb as much information as possible. So there's a lot of time that we waste or not waste, but a lot of downtime on you know commuting, driving, or if you're in a train or waiting at an airport, where instead of just sitting there listening to the crowd mumbling about whatever it is that they're talking about while you're waiting for your, your bus or your plane or whatever, you could be listening to an audiobook and learning something simultaneously while maybe working on something else that doesn't require too much thought, right? So sometimes we're designing something online or making a graphic on Canva, you can listen to something and do that at the same time, right? So you're constantly learning and make sure to do that either at the gym or I like to do it when I'm driving. Houston's big. Everywhere I go, it's at least a 30 minute drive. And um, by doing that, I've listened to probably hundreds of audiobooks or podcasts now um, in the last few years. 
just on that i literally feel like i'm talking to my twin from the opposite side of the world so <laughs> one of the things i do actually and it could literally be and i'm sorry if anyone's eating now but even when i'm on the toilet i will quickly put on a podcast for the best part of five or ten minutes just to for try sure. and absorb something but i do it when i drive as well so i think anyone doing that jump on the audios jump on chris's podcast as well and one of the hacks as well which you probably do as well chris is i start to increase the speed so i'll increase it from 1.5 to 2 and then effectively your brain will start to get used to the quick speed and you're effectively having two books within the same amount of time. So also try that as well if anyone's listening. And more importantly, this free download of Hacks, could you give us the address for that so maybe people can go and download that, please? Yeah, so the address for that, if you go to my website, Chris Bello, that's Mm C-H-R-I-S, B as in boy, Mm E-L-L-O, dot com slash productivity or chrisbello.com slash free currently redirects to that link. So if you go there, you can download this entire guide. It's like 10 pages or something, 18 pages, I guess. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. And what I will do is for anyone, if you're still listening and you don't want to take notes right now, or you're driving and you're doing that productivity hack that we just mentioned, I'll put it in the show notes. So make sure you check that out and download that because you're going to get a lot of wisdom there. So thank you for sharing that, Chris. Um, What's your day-to-day like then now? Because I feel like you're saying a lot of the same things as myself in terms of we're both in similar sectors. You're doing these little life hacks, but I always find my life and my day-to-day is it's like chaos some days and I really kind of need to get more structure in it. So I'm hoping you have a bit more structure in your day-to-day. What's a day like then? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually just listening to one of your recent podcast episodes and you were talking about how you feel a little anxious if you don't plan the, the next day, the night before, which is a really great tip that I've been doing too. Mm-hmm because then you feel like you're ready for the next day. You don't have to go to sleep worried about what's gonna come up. So I've been doing that a lot and time blocking is a huge one. I know I've got some key tasks. I've defined my goals very clearly for the year of what activities I need to do Mm -hmm. in order to get the amount of deals done that I want to do. And a lot of those things might be like, you know, text message a hundred homeowners to see if they might be interested in selling their home and do one hour of lead call follow-up on leads that have come in through the internet and maybe even host an open house so I can sit there and generate some more leads for people looking for homes on some of my listings. So those are, those are some of the activities that I really make sure to do when it comes to planning my day. I do have a schedule on my phone that I try to follow, like, you know, wake up at five 30, yeah. take the dog out real quick. And then I get started with my morning routine. I do the one hour miracle morning. If you're familiar with yep. that routine. I am, yep. So after I do that, I basically feel like I've accomplished more in my morning than most people do yeah. throughout their entire day in terms of reading, in terms of working out, in terms of meditating, all of that good stuff. And then I make sure to set time for appointments for networking grabbing coffee with a potential client or with a current client and uh, social media content. I I try to post on every single platform, including LinkedIn once a day, if possible, sometimes multiple times a day. I love that. I love that. So everything you're doing is intentional in terms of trying to move yourself forward towards your goals. So yes, some great pointers there, especially the social media platform as well, because I try and encourage everyone to just share their voice and literally everything. And that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be an audio or a video. It can literally just be a blog post or even commenting on somebody's posts and maybe adding some element of value or something there. So that's something that I always encourage people to do. And I think it's funny when people see me do it because anyone in my private life knows that I'm, I'm quite an introvert and I've grown up being the shyest person in almost every single room. Yet I still try and push the envelope and I always still try and push myself just out of my comfort zone 
to try and give value through entertainment or education wherever I can. So anyone listening to this, if you have a goal or a desire to become more or do more, whether it's in real estate, property or something else, you have to just be omnipresent. You have to be almost in as many people's eyes and ears as possible. So get out there and do some of these hacks. And also the miracle morning is fantastic as well. So I don't necessarily practice that, but I know what it is. I kind of have my own regime in the morning. So give yourself that hour in the morning so that you can give the world the best of you moving forward. So uh, thank you for sharing that, Chris. That's some great, great insights there. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely. Thank you. So segueing ever so slightly then on something maybe a little bit more emotive or a little bit more serious. I want to ask you about adversity. So one of the things in the tagline of Find Your Voice and the intro is it's about overcoming your obstacles and levels of adversity because I truly, truly believe that in hindsight, adversity can be one of our biggest strengths. It can be one of our biggest gifts in terms of it teaches us resilience. It teaches us experience and ways that we can cope maybe if that adversity comes again or to just better equip ourselves moving forward. So what I want to ask is if maybe you have this answer off the top of your head, maybe take us back to a time where you suffered some level of adversity in your life, how you handled it and what the lessons that you took from that were. Yeah, so I'd probably go back to that product that I mentioned in passing that I invented with a friend. I I had a great oil and gas job, steady, good pay, good benefits and all of that here in, in my market in Houston. And my friend and I invented this product. We went, spent a lot of money, a lot of time designing it. We were very excited. This was our first idea, our first stab at entrepreneurship, really for me. He, he works in a family business, so he's already been involved with you know, inventing products with his family and stuff that they sell online. So we went down the path of spending money on the tooling and the patent. And then we got a product that quite wasn't quite what we were expecting. It's not quite ready for manufacturing, for putting out and selling into the world. And the only answer was to spend more money. So I guess for, uh, for, for the UK listeners, we spent about 40,000 US dollars I'm not sure what the exact conversion is on that, but a pretty good amount of money. And um, I had it at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm willing to take the risk. But of course, then I quit the job. And so I didn't really have the income to replace it. And then that money quickly dried up. So the lessons learned were to, I used to tell people, hey, go all in, burn the boats, you know, go in on your passion. But sometimes it's better to not play it not necessarily play it safe, but try to build up an income on the side first before you make any crazy decisions, because it could be the difference between you thriving or surviving, right? Which I went into survival mode for a little bit there where I started putting stuff on credit cards that I shouldn't have and (laughs) really struggling and scrambling to figure things out and putting myself in a little bit of a pickle. So yeah, I learned quite a bit of lessons there on being more patient instead of making decisions based on emotion, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I, th- I think that's a fantastic answer, obviously with the patience element as well. And hopefully somebody listening to this who may be thinking of doing something and getting a patent or trying a new venture, just take that advice on board because I always believe that we can time collapse our own journeys and make our lives a lot easier if we listen to people who have been there and done it. And Chris has been there. And I'm not necessarily saying if somebody goes out there and spends 40,000 US dollars, which I've just quickly Googled it, Chris, it's 31,000 here in the UK, which is a hell of a lot of money to just- <laughs> to good just amount of money, right? Absolutely. And I don't want anyone listening to this just to kind of do that. Maybe get yourself stable first. And 
I'm very fortunate that my wife stayed in employment when I went onto this property venture and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be financially free X, Y, and Z. And I had all these dreams and aspirations and I made a lot of mistakes. And fortunately it wasn't 31,000 pounds worth of mistakes, but I did make a lot. And looking back in hindsight, yes, I got to where I wanted to get to. And I learned a lot about myself, but I reckon if I'd waited six months, maybe even a year, I could have probably made it a lot less survival mode and more of a kind of thriving mode like you mentioned. So I love that analogy there as well. So uh, great advice with that. But obviously moving forward, I'm sure you've got now that level of wisdom and hopefully you won't be making such losses and a lot more money, hopefully moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And the thing too, is that I, every mistake that I I've made, every failure that I've made, I've only gotten better and quicker yes. at implementing. Like I, I tried to even make an online course and sell it just to make money without helping people. And the course wasn't even that great yeah. on flipping stuff on eBay or Amazon. But I learned how to do email marketing. I learned how to build sales funnels. I learned how to make a website. I learned all these things as I made, as I worked through different ideas. So now that I got into real estate, it's just simply like, oh, I already know how to do an email list. Just give me the contacts from networking events, yeah. grab 50 business cards, and I'm going to be marketing to them, emailing them in a non-salesy, very organic way. I love that. I, lo I love that answer. So you were getting better from your mistakes. And what you were doing was you were almost finding the positives from every mistake. So uh, I, yep. I love that learning opportunity. And I think anyone now who has maybe gone through adversity or struggled with something, just have a step back and look at what went wrong. Because most likely that's all we look at. And then we kind of close the book and we never want to look at it again. But maybe just for a moment, for a few seconds, just think, what did I learn in this process? What actually went well? Maybe that first conversation went well and the second one didn't. So maybe you can take that as a lesson. So uh, that's a great, great tool that I think many people can benefit from, Chris. So again, thanks for that wisdom. And segueing ever so slightly again then, with your mindset now, so I know mindset is kind of your thing. It's your forte. It's where you prosper and where you do well in. What's your biggest fear right now? Right now, my biggest fear I would say is I saw, I saw a picture that really drove this home for me. It said, an employee's biggest fear is losing their job. An entrepreneur's biggest fear is going back to a job. Yes. That's probably my biggest fear right now because I've thought about the idea several times, you know, oh, it'd be great to have some stability. I've met some people who are in real estate, they're investing, they're doing great, and they still have a really great high paying job with the benefits and everything. So that allows them to operate more, carefree instead yeah. of calculating every move because whether they eat next month or not doesn't really matter to them because they've got the steady paycheck, right? Absolutely. So I'd say that's probably my biggest fear is failing and in, in, in failing is only when you give up, right? So I'm, 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 not, I'm not giving up by any means, but that's my fear is what if it just gets so hard and I don't see the success that I want as quickly as I want that I decide to throw in the towel. That's like my biggest fear. And just hearing you and obviously researching you and following you I can't see you throwing in the towel I feel like you're in such a good place now no absolutely I think you're in a place that you're you're almost doing a lot of the things I'm doing and you, you may be ahead of my journey in terms of self-development but one thing I recognize is that over a long enough period of time if you just keep consistent and you just keep taking action to move forward you will be successful and obviously success is subjective but I feel that we've both been through situations where we've we've struggled or we've made losses and that's just made us stronger and it's all about work ethic. It's all about trying to have these hacks. And obviously you, you're the productivity hack king in terms of the audibles <laughs> and the stuff you're doing. So best of wishes to you. I don't want to pray for you because I believe you, you'll do it anyway. So I don't feel you need that kind of wish. Thank you. 
we're going to segue then into now what I call the fun part of the show. So I'm not sure if you heard any of my episodes with guests before, Chris. On this now, what I'm going to do for the next 90 seconds is just put you through your paces of just the most random questions that I can think of. Okay. Whenever you're ready, one word answers or one sentence only, please. Okay. We're going to go in three, two, one. Chris, what is your favorite hobby? Exercising. Who is your favorite music artist? Linkin Park. Your biggest mistake last year? Not getting my real estate license sooner. Your proudest achievement? Taking the leap and pursuing my dreams. Love that. Your favorite motivational speaker? Jim Rohn. Your ideal podcast guest? Andy Frisella from the MFCEO Project. I love Andy. I'd be scared to have Andy on my show though, because I think... <laughs> <laughs> he might be too too real and too raw for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But again, it, it would be a fantastic learning experience for myself. So yeah, fingers crossed. Who knows what this year or next year brings for yourself. So yeah, good luck with that. If you had an extra hour a day, how would you spend it? Planning. The best lesson anyone has ever taught you? Patience. If you could get rid of one thing in the world, what would it be? Suffering. What is your favorite book? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Chris, what are you secretly good at that nobody knows? I'd say discipline, but I think now that I'm finding my voice, more and more people are finding that out, that I have that. The ability to read minds or predict the future? Predict the future. What would you like to be remembered for? Making an impact. This is a final question, by the way. What song best describes your life? Gosh, this one's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I put it at the end, so it gives you a bit of time to think. Hmm. I don't even know if I could put a song to it because my, my song choices and preferences and genres have really evolved over the years. Can I pick a genre, possibly? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so right now, I'd say I'm very kind of like Bali vibes and, you know, meditating and very carefree. Someone slashed my tires recently and I was just like, okay, cool. Let me see if I can take my girlfriend's car. No worries. No harm that. was done. So I'd say something like um, Odessa is a band that I really like. Their music is very, you know, popular with travel videos and stuff. Something like that's probably describes my feelings and emotions at this point in my yeah, life. Absolutely. I, lo I love that answer. And I love that perspective as well about the tires being slashed. So I haven't had my tires slashed, but what I did do is get punctures literally like every single week. At one point I had this BMW back in the day and it was just a nightmare. Something was always going wrong <laughs> with it. And when I started getting into this personal development space and really working on my mindset, I remember once the tire went and these tires, they weren't cheap. And uh, when I got the quote, the first thing I said was, firstly, I'm very grateful that I have the ability to just obviously replace the tires. Secondly, I'm grateful I have a car. And thirdly, like, like you said as well, I'm grateful nobody got hurt because they popped as I was driving. So that yeah. is a perspective thing. And I love that you said that in your answer as well. And this is something that we can all take forward is we can all control how we react to decisions or things that go wrong or right in our lives. And that is a power that we might not think we have right now, but we do have it. And we just got to work on that muscle almost and just keep trying to change that perspective to the positive so fantastic answer mate thank you just like you 10 years ago i would have been upset it would have ruined my whole day <laughs> yeah. but this time i didn't even spend a single minute worrying about it because it was a non-issue absolutely i agree with that because like i said mate you're you're like my twin so you probably had the same life as me 10 years ago and we were both there being victims <laughs> so <laughs> yeah absolutely okay chris so that sadly does actually bring us to the last question and the last question i always ask my guests is about legacy so if in 150 years time, science fails to save us and all that exists is a book and this book is about you, it's about your life and all the amazing things that you've done and achieved in your life. Firstly, what I want to know is what the title of that book would be. And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? The title of my book would be Making a Difference Matters at Any Scale. Whether you're impacting one person or you're impacting a million, 
that's still improving the world for the better. And you start to notice that as you get contacted by even one person who was touched by a message that you spread, it makes you feel so much better. So of course, if you can do that at scale, that is even better. And you said, what does the summary at the end, what would it say? Yeah. What would that tell us about you to entice the reader to pick it up? Okay. So I'd say it would entice the reader to pick it up by saying that, you know, by consistency over time, by continuing to plant seeds, continuing to shake hands, make friends, that will result in improving the world overall because you can impact someone's life so positively, say a formative at a formative age. If a young kid listens to my podcasts, yeah. who knows what the trajectory of their life could have been if they had not gotten their mind in the right place. So I think that I'd entice people to pick up the book and understand that even the most seemingly insignificant things can make a huge difference. Like to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. 100%, mate. I absolutely love that answer. And you said something there and it really resonated with me, which was about making a difference on any level. So growing up, I've been very fortunate to be in a very loving home where I seen firsthand people just helping people because it was just the thing to do, not yeah. expecting nothing back. So ever since I was growing up and I remember at university, if I could ever see anyone in need of help or something, I would always try and help them or give them a handout if I had a bit of change or whatever. And I'd often get hit with, oh, they're only going to spend that on this or they're only going to do this or whatever. Yet my intentions were always pure and my intentions were just, if I can help even just one person, that's enough for me. And it was the same, fast forward 15 years on when I'm on my podcast is that if I can just inspire one person, that is literally the greatest feeling in the world. Like when you get that DM or that message from one person, whether I get 10 or one, the feeling is still the same. And this is something I encourage people is just try and, focus on that one person then slowly obviously your message will spread so when you said that it just resonated with me because often we feel that we have to be rich or we have to have influence over a million people to make a difference we don't sometimes you just need to influence that one person who could then go on and potentially change the world and spark a nation so I I, I love that about you and um, that's something that you know I encourage everyone else to do and also just to prove that I still make mistakes and I mess up. Chris, I completely missed the question. So if you if you don't mind, can I ask you one more question? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm either going to edit this out or I might just leave it in just to show people that, look, I'm not perfect. I'm still, again, learning, still trying to find my voice and get on my way. So Chris, the final question, and this is the final one, will be on reflection. And one of the things I truly believe is that in hindsight, we can think of ways to get to where we got to quicker, easier and with less heartache. But at the same time, I believe the journey teaches us so, so much as well. So what I want to know is, with all of your wisdom and all of your knowledge today, if you could maybe go back to a younger Chris, maybe when you had a victim mentality, for example, and whisper something in the younger Chris's ears, what would you say? I would go back to the younger Chris and say to put everything in perspective, because kind of like we talked about the tires being slashed, the younger Chris would have been upset. It would have ruined his whole day. He would have posted a status complaining about it on social media and whined about it all day. And so when you put things in perspective and you realize that, okay, we have the opportunity to change our tires. Fine. We have a car. We have a, we have a loving family to go home to. Other people are worrying about how they're going to eat today, how they're going to survive. And maybe I would tell a younger Chris to travel more and earlier just so you can see so the younger chris could see how good i really have it Absolutely. compared to so many parts of the world where people are struggling to survive every single day i think i've said traveling on so many of my episodes it completely changed my perspective to recognize that 
the things I thought I needed, i.e. the fancy cars or the designer gear wasn't what I needed. What I needed was meaningful relationships. I needed to be waking up every day and making a difference that I wanted to do in my heart of hearts, not what other people wanted me to do. So uh, I love that answer. And just on travel, where's the best places that you've traveled? Have you been able to travel? I have, I have. So actually when I quit the oil and gas job, I did have some savings. So I said, hey, this is the first time I've had money and time. So let me go ahead and go to Southeast Asia for a month, as well as Japan. So I've been to Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, Japan, Dubai, Bali, plenty of places. And I would say the, Bali is probably one of my favorite trips. It just happened this uh, this past year in 2019. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend, very affordable, lots of beauty, lots of nature to hike through, things like that. So definitely get out there and travel, people. Absolutely, absolutely. And I was very, very fortunate as well to go to Thailand, I think in 2018. But Japan was on my bucket list since I was about six years old. So we just came back from Japan uh, towards the back awesome. end of last year, mate. I was like a little kid in a candy shop. So <laughs> I was so Same excited. here. You see all the arcades and like the Pokemon and stuff. It was amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. But again, especially like Thailand, I think because some of the places I went, it was like a lower um, social economic area. And you just see, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've said this on the podcast, so I don't want to bore people too much with it. But when I used to see how people were living yet still smiling, it just changed my whole world because I recognized that you don't need a lot to genuinely be happy. You just need that like peace of mind and making sure that, you know, you're, you're living in accordance to kind of like your values. And at the same time, you're growing and you're pushing yourself and stuff. And definitely a great, great tip there is everyone should travel. So thanks for that, Chris. And before we kind of close the show and obviously give the listeners a chance to connect with you with your social media handles, is there any questions or are there any final messages that you wish I had asked you or you want to leave the audience with? I think you touched on everything pretty well from the story to the mindsets to the productivity to something that I would teach myself when I was younger. So yeah, great job on the interview. You asked a lot of great questions and I love some of the feedback that you left as well. That last point you mentioned about the perspective of seeing people that are in poverty, mm. but are happy and genuinely having fun. And you see the dog running around with its tail wagging. It, it really does open your mind and realize that materialistic things aren't what's going to make us happy. It's the relationships and the friendships and the family and the things that we often take for granted. So Absolutely. yeah, I think you, you did a great job. And thank you so much again for having me on here. I appreciate that, my friend. Thank you so much for the kind words. So on that note, then the best places we've got your productivity hacks, obviously earlier in the show, I'll put those in the show notes. Where else can people follow you and be inspired by you and just watch your journey unfold? Yeah, so I definitely recommend people check out my podcast. And of course, you're going to be on there here soon as well. It's called the Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast, and that's available Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those places that you get podcasts on. And then I'm most active on Instagram. If you go to my handle is Chris Bello, that's C-H-R-I-S-B-E-L-L-O-0-9. That is where you can find me on Instagram. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn and other platforms like that too. Fantastic. I'll put the links for the podcast, LinkedIn and the Instagram as well. Anywhere I can find you, mate, I will make sure that people put it on there. Thank you. And I know that obviously my podcast, we don't necessarily always focus on the entrepreneurial side of it. And that's why I definitely recommend yours for that because that's obviously more tailored towards that. So make sure everyone listening, please do check out that. Please do show Chris as much support as possible. I want to once again, thank you from the other side of the world. My good friend now who I feel literally has the same life as me. So I feel like- I Same know, story. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. I feel like I know you better than before we started this conversation. So thank you again for taking time out of your day. And for everyone else at home, 
Thank you for listening. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.